0: Welcome to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner and this is my podcast where every episode we make a playlist for a specific life event, moment, or occasion, always (laughs) with a special guest. And today we're making a playlist for these motherfuckers in this office think they can fuck with me with my special guest.
1: Cristela Alonso. That's right. They think they can, <laughs> but they don't know. No, they don't know. Oh, we're about oh, to talk oh, they about think they this. Can? Oh, oh, they think they can? They, see, oh. The important word is oh. they think. They think. <laughs> they don't know. They think. And we got to show up and tell them, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, so why did you pick <laughs> this one? Um, you know, it was because you and I spent so much time together at Comic-Con, which was delightful. It was. I really, I think talking to you, hanging out with you was one of my highlights. Oh my God, see Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and I just loved how, I loved how similar w- stories we had. We had so many multiple similar stories around this theme mm-hmm. that I wanted to talk about it because I wanted to make a point about how different we can be w- from whatever life we come in, but we both can... People can have similar problems. Mm -hmm. And it's weird when you find someone that gets it, where you don't have to explain it. And that playlist, when I picked that playlist, I started thinking, this is one of those playlists that very specific people can talk about. Mm -hmm. It's one of those playlists that needs to be talked about. And you know you got to do it with the right combo. So all the conversations that we had this weekend, I'm like, this is the time to do this playlist. <laughs> yes, I
0: agree. You know? Um, I because I also tried to throw you some aspects of uh of sci-fi. Yes, because I know that's yes. an, not only something that you love, but something that we both share. Also yes, talked about absolutely a bunch this weekend while we were at Comic Con promoting Bubble
1: Bubble the, <laughs> the podcast.
0: Um, so, podcast fans, I think this is the first time that I've plugged Bubbles on
1: here. Oops, I'm sorry. You should listen to it. It's fun. Yes, and it's, um, always, it's only one week away from the season finale. Yeah, but it's not like they're going to disappear. No, that's true. I, that's I the you thing. Go back and listen to It'll it. live on forever, like your MySpace page. Oh,
0: God. Mm. God, my MySpace page is probably out there. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, mine had an autoplay of some Trina song. <laughs> Trina song? <laughs> I don't know what it was. Some version of I'm a bad bitch. When you loaded it, it was full of blinkies. And Little vats. glitter
1: graphics mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, some cat like winking yeah. and trying to just being like, I'm a bad bitch. You know, back in those days it's when me. the friends would be offended when they weren't in the top eight. Oh, God. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, so,
0: so glad glad we don't have, have to rank our friends anymore. I know. I was always concerned, like... I think we talked about this a little bit. Also, that I, I felt like I was supposed to have a group of girlfriends, like a big group. Yes, that these are my girls. Yes, my seven girls. Yes. And like, that is not, and I. So I was always like, oh, I'm I'm so bad at being friends with girls, and I'm not, and I don't, and I don't have enough friends. And then realized like that's just on TV.
1: Absolutely, and it, Taylor
0: Swift concerts. That,
1: yes, <laughs> because, yes. Because when they came out with the squad, I was like. Yeah. What is this? Like it, what is this?
0: Yeah, and when it gets too big, there are it's fractured. There are <laughs> yes. girls in it that, that are like, "No, I don't like. I don't yes. like Lindsay and I'm not going to talk to her." She knows I'm what she did. Amber is in big trouble with me. <laughs> but I'm not going to say anything. Those are great name choices. Thank you. You know how I like being specific with my white girl references. I know. You're
1: very good at them. You're very good. Thank you. Well, do you want to get into this playlist? Let's do it, please.
0: Okay. Uh, It starts with your song. Do you remember the order that you
1: put them in? Uh, Vaguely. I do remember the first song. Well, then go for it. My first song that I picked was the classic song called Nine to Five from a little-known singer named Dolly Parton. Oh. (laughs) I think one day she'll break through. <laughs> yeah, I feel like people are going to like her. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes! Oh. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the oh. kitchen for myself, Love her little voice. ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. No, great. Yeah. <laughs> Jump in shower and the blood So feminine, pumping. too. On the street, yes. The traffic
1: starts jumping. Yes. Folks Perfect like for me this movie. <laughs> for yeah, well what a way to make a living. Very
0: fun to sing. A great I karaoke jam. Yes. Um, yeah, this was, she wrote this for the movie. Yes. Um, I, we, we've had this on one po- uh, playlist before, but I haven't picked it on either one, so that's allowed. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, she, this was her first movie role, and yes. she negotiated it with being able to, um, to, she was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it, but I, would, I, I do the theme song and so she was savvy enough yeah she was savvy Hollywood savvy in that one way to be like I, I get this
1: do you remember when songs had theme songs like that that you would have music videos with them with yes. the, with clips of the movie yes and you'd get excited You know, I,
0: I love that I love clips of the movie I love that I, I especially love it when the per- like this she was in it so that it was justified yes, but I great. love it when it's uh, an artist who's not in the movie in any way and oh, they're yeah. just like hanging out in their house and, and then they see clips and
1: somehow involve themselves in yes. it yes I, I, my favorite version of that is uh, Los Lobos La Bamba because Los Lobos play La Bamba uh, and the cast there is just hanging out. It's kind oh, they're of just like, like watching it. Like they're not doing anything. <laughs> also a great example is Jack Parr's um St. almost Fire. Uh-huh. The oh. cast is just sitting around a campfire not doing anything. Well and you know that song has nothing to
0: do with <laughs> the movie. Exactly. It's about racing in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Which apparently he watched uh, Saint almost Fire and was like, "Well, this is not inspiring it's in any weird. way. It's I'm going
1: to write about something different." It happened with a lot of movies where, like the the artist would sing and then they'd like cut to it. It was a love song and then they show the loving moment of the movie. Yes. and it's just what? Rock set. It must yeah. have been love. Oh my, that's exactly the one I was with that, thinking with the about. Sheet. Oh yeah. Yes, go. Oh, yes. Lay a whisper on, <laughs> on my <that> pillow. pillow. <laughs> oh my
0: God! Yes, yeah. yes. Um, also, the Puff Daddy song from Godzilla. Two- uh, Godzilla oh 1998. yes, I just
1: heard that one a couple days ago and I forgot. Yeah, hey, I forgot how old it was. I know, right? Which is really 20 years. I mean, it, well, you know, Pretty Woman, thirty years. Wow. I, I, so yeah, have you seen Pretty Woman recently? No. Okay, it
0: does not hold up. <laughs> I was dating a guy a few years ago, and he had never seen it. I was like, "Oh my god, you have to see it!" And we watched it, and I was like, "I, I, I I'm am so sorry, I did I'm not so... <laughs> remember." As a child, it was less clear to me that she is a prostitute <gasps> yes. in
1: all ways. Like I was like, "No, but like they have a real emotional connection." And
0: then watching it, I'm like, "I, yes. I don't know if they do." I'm the
1: same way. I, as a kid, I saw it a totally, totally different eyes, and then as an adult, I'm like. <sighs> How would you explain to your children how you met?
0: Yeah. Also, all the scenes in Beverly Hills yeah. where she's walking around looking like a
1: total hooker. <laughs> yes. Now that's just what people look like walking Absolutely. around in Beverly Hills wearing yeah. that
0: outfit. It's like, yep, that checks out. The people that, that are like dressed like that are actually
1: residents. They yeah.
0: they live here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. how? Could, why'd you pick this one? I picked this one because, for me, that movie... Accidentally, I don't, you know, I think that as a kid, I was really influenced with strong women mm-hmm. in workplaces, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it came because I came from my mom was a single mom. She didn't work in an office. She was a, a cook at a Mexican restaurant. But growing up, the only example I had was her, where a woman did everything and she was so capable. How many siblings? It, do you- it was uh, I have two brothers and a sister. So there's four That's of a us. Big family. So and, you know, my, my parents separated right before I was born and she just had to make it work. And for me, I just always thought that that was what you did. The, the You know, the woman could have no limits. You could do anything you wanted. And as a kid, I used to really, I was really obsessed with, like, the Mary Tyler Moore show. I was really obsessed with a lot of strong female characters. And when 9 to 5 came out, back in the day, HBO would show the same movies. You know, so I used to watch 9 to 5 a lot because I was a latchkey kid. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I loved that these women were so brilliant and but had to go to extreme settings to show how brilliant they were, how good they were at their job. That at the same I remember thinking as a kid, oh, this is funny because it's not true. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as a kid, I'm like, oh. it oh. could never be like yeah, this. Like, it wouldn't make any sense <laughs> I for them to get treated like that just because they're women. Yes, it's like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's a comedy because it's so off, you know? Yeah. I remember and, thinking the same thing about the different things, yeah. Isn't it? And it's funny because... You realize at the end of the movie, well, first of all, you understand that they are completely underestimated because they're women, mm-hmm. you know, and Dolly Parton is uh, underestimated because she's pretty and she has a nice figure and she's just seen as a prop, mm-hmm. you know. So I love the journey in the movie about these women banding together and not competing against each other mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. getting to know each other and thinking we need to get our boss Away from the world to show everybody what we could, what we could be. Yeah, and I love that. And for me, with the playlist, I think that is very symbolic of what we were talking about this weekend. But overall, what I feel in uh, in our world, sometimes we'll find ourselves being one of, if not the only, woman in certain rooms. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that uh, a lot of times, if you're one of the only, sometimes you are. Pitted against the other woman, yeah. and I don't understand that. You yeah. know, I've never understood how it becomes a competition.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's really frustrating and disappointing. Um, I'm sure when I, I, I like. When I was starting out, I think I fell prey to it a lot. More. I did too, because well, because we're You're conditioned to it, yeah. you know. Well, and because I remember when I first started out, before I even had a job, looking at the rosters of different TV shows yes. and being like, "Okay, there's one woman who works there, or two women who works there, who work there." That's the job I'm competing for. Yes, and then it was like this huge watershed moment when yes. I realized, "Oh, I could try to compete for any of those 12 positions." Absolutely. Why am I thinking of that one? Yeah. And then once I got into started getting in rooms. Yeah, I think there. Are, I think different women to different degrees feel that part of what makes them valuable is their point of view as a woman. Mm-hmm.
1: And if someone else has that, then that makes theirs less valuable. Sure, and I also feel like people that, you know, uh, there's people that will automatically do that to women even mm-hmm. though we don't think of it like that. Yeah. And th- the natural reaction is to try to survive. Well, it's also
0: what's been... Modeled for, I mean, first of all, there's been so few female friendships modeled in a healthy way in movies and TV. Absolutely. So again, 9 to 5, great yes. example, especially because how different these women are. Yes. Um, it was produced by um, by uh, uh, Jane Fonda, mm-hmm. which I also love that yeah. she, from especially the journey that she had taken from like Barbarella, yeah. hot girl to like uh, Vietnam War yes. v- villain being like, okay, you know what? I do have a brain and it's not... Um, a liability absolutely it's actually yes a good thing yes um, but yeah the the whole female friendship especially in workplaces it's so frustrating
1: and I also like that they um, they were friends on a real way where you don't have the group of friends that just get together and talk about sex and who they're yeah. dating and everything it passes it w- the Bechdel test exactly <laughs> and, it's, and it's funny because you do need to show those relationships because those exist as well but I'm always interested in the other option of it because I'm the other option in most of my life, you know? And you actually brought that up, which I thought was great this past weekend about the podcast that we were doing. Everyone in that podcast is, we're our own different version of what we are, you yeah. know? And I feel... Yeah, that we're not the... Like, there, there are very simplified types...
0: Yes. ...that you see in movies and TV, you know? Yes. Like, the girl next door yeah. and uh, the, the bad boy or whatever. Sure. And um, this project... Everybody in it isn't doesn't f- cr- really fulfill any of those types, and therefore Absolutely. their characters don't really either. And honestly, that's probably true of I mean it, it it jumps out at me about Bubble, but it's probably true of just most human beings. Absolutely, <laughs> like, we, those types. Not only don't really exist all that often, but are so boring because we've seen them
1: eight million that's why, times. and that's why we need to break the we need to break that mold and bring in different perspectives. That's why, for me, nine to five was so revolutionary for the time it came out, and it's almost frustrating and sad that it's still revolutionary now. Yeah, yeah. The, to the point they're that talking they're about us. yeah a, a remake. I mean, exactly. It's like they're bringing it back because. We haven't had enough stories told like that, and it's still refreshing, which it shouldn't be refreshing. We should be so bored of these stories yeah. because there have been so many. Well, but also with the, the, these types, I think
0: one of the frustrating things and one of the things that makes it difficult for people to, for people, well, yeah, people to understand that women are people, <laughs> um, is that we've seen all these different types of men. And very often the, the female character, their definition is female character. Absolutely. Like, you've got the this guy, and the that guy, and the other guy, and
1: then this one's a girl. It's like when you do improv. that's not a character. You know, when I was doing improv, all I could do was be the daughter, the sister, or the Mm. wife. And that was it. You know, it's like, God forbid I wanted to be an astronaut. But is she a daughter, a sister, or a wife astronaut? (laughs) Exactly. How do we start
0: processing her relationship Man, Before we go to the moon, I gotta bake a pie. (laughs) (laughs) okay. Got it. She's a sister. Um, my first choice, yes, is uh, <clears throat> getting right to it. Uh, dedicated to the press by Betty Davis. Oh, different Betty Davis. Okay, you know? no. Okay, Betty Davis is this like raw funk lady who married Miles, da- Miles Davis for one year. <gasps> so that's what the Davis is about. Um, and I, like, not a lot of people don't know about her. I didn't really know about her for a long time. Hey, no. But check her out. Let's Oh, what time? Hey, no! Yeah, so her songs were... Oh. Thank you, thank you. A lot, her songs were, like, real raunchy, and most of the lyrics were like, Yeah, stick a finger up my butt, and then i make you eat it. Like, it's, like, <laughs> just so fucking in your face. Yes, of course. And super sexual, and, like she's just reveling in it and loving it and yes. this one is like talking about people's reaction to that Yeah, like ooh okay everyone's all freaked out by me <laughs> fucking deal with it so why did you pick this
1: song? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm stretching to understand well, I feel like
0: um, very often in work environments uh, <laughs> we are asked to minimize ourselves yes. um, and and uh, are seen as uh, 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 difficult or aggressive. Yes. Um, my friend uh, Amanda Seals has a T-shirt that she made based on one of, I believe, her own quotes. Uh, it says, "I'm not. Uh, I think it's like, uh, I'm not hostile. I'm passionate."
1: Oh yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah.
0: And I f- and that I think that feel like that's such a thing uh, with women, especially with women of color. Yeah. When you assert yourself. People are like, "Yikes! Ow! Stop yelling!" Yes. It's like, oh, I'm yes. not yelling. I'm just. Being direct yes. and telling you my actual feelings, just like you would for me, so we can get through this work day and I go home and watch some <laughs> right. TV. Right? That's right. what we're trying to do. And they're like, yikes, owie, ow. <laughs> um, and That's so, so true. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm constantly trying to find ways to do that directly that feels authentic to me um, and not pull punches, mm-hmm. but also not punch. Absolutely. Not Cross a line and be and and actually be uh, aggressive. Absolutely, but I don't want to. And it's it's such a hard thing to to balance. Oh yeah. Um, and it's a real kind of mind fuck sometimes because I'm like, I- is this an actual issue? Yes. And am I being too much or is this just this person had a, their fucking journey? Yeah. That's making them. Read me this way, or whatever, and it feels like so much emotional management to have to do.
1: Well, you know, I, I think you I can answer it right away and say it's a, it's their journey. It's not your <laughs> problem because think about it. We hadn't spent a lot of time. We hadn't spent any time, you know, together hanging out till this weekend, and I totally got you mm-hmm. because I have the same problem, you know, and that shows me that uh, I it's not that difficult. People seek out difficult people. No one wants to hang out with difficult people. Mm-hmm. But once you deem them difficult, then you label them and that you've been yeah. banished and exiled into difficult world, you know? So,
0: yeah, and I agree with that. I, 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 I know, I'm, I'm, I am great. Um, <laughs> but it, this is still the world that I got to work in. You know? Absolutely. So it's like, God, how do I fucking navigate this and feel like I'm still being me? Yes. And I'm still being true to my voice. Yes. But not
1: getting myself... Fire. <laughs> you know, I actually had this talk with uh, with a psychiatrist. I don't mean a brag. You know psychiatrist. Yes. I'm, you know. Wow. Yes. That's, that's, that's what you do when you have healthcare. You just have, you know, medical friends. Very not Scientologist. <laughs> <laughs> but I was telling them that um, one of the problems I have is uh, I ask why a lot. Mm-hmm. And I n- never had a problem with asking why. Because in different settings, people understood that when I was asking why, I was genuinely seeking information. That's, and one of the first things I tell people is I tell them, I ask why a lot. And it's not, it, yes. you know, it's, we talked yeah, about this. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not to, you know, blah, blah, you know, it's not to make yeah, it defensive, not, anything. And it's not a comment. Yeah.
0: My asking why is not saying, what you're saying doesn't make any sense, right? And I'm trying to be passive aggressive in how I'm telling you that. Yes, it's honestly, saying I want to make sure I'm understanding it for the correct reasons, absolutely, and I don't want to make any assumptions.
1: It's kind of like that thing where you're like, when I ask why at times, I'm like, why is the process like this? Have we not tried to make it? This is a ring I made myself. You see what it says. <laughs> I love that. Says, oh my God. I have a
0: ring I made that says ask. I love that. To remind me to not assume to ask.
1: You know, and it's funny. And I love to ask. I love getting information because, again, look, I started out doing stand up. Before stand up, I was doing theater, you know, and then I moved into stand up. And then you start writing. I started writing. I started doing stand up because nobody was going to write my story, you know, and that's yep. why I did it. You know, so it's like with me, with the writing, I can control the narrative because I know my narrative. Mm -hmm. And I always told people, if I hadn't come up with my TV show, I would have never gotten the audition to play me. Yes. You know, so it's so you take care of it the way you have to. And I used to ask why, because I always said. Um, this is the first show I got on the air. It's the first, like, you know, you're just given the keys. Like, yeah, you're like, you're <laughs> the president this. of a company now, right? Yeah. So I asked why for guidance and people got very upset or annoyed. They got exhausted, mm-hmm. you know, and they took they took offense. And the, the psychiatrist said, um, maybe, here's a thought, maybe rephrase the why into saying, Help me understand. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, help me understand what you're saying. Yes. And immediately I started thinking, well, that is, you know, um, less provocative, less Mm -hmm. offensive, I guess, to some people. And I thought, well, that's valid. But at the same time, I thought, why do I have to rephrase what I want in order to make people feel comfortable? Mm -hmm. Because when people make me uncomfortable, they don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, You know, so why do we have to. Work so hard, you know. I, the last part of what you said, I think, because we do give a shit. Yeah, no, if absolutely. We could just be like, I
0: don't fucking care. Time for me to go to Universal and ride some rides after work. <laughs> then, then yeah, we could just do that. Yeah, but you, we give a shit because we're conditioned that, but also because we know that we that what it does to the workday tomorrow is absolutely. different for for women than it is for men.
1: Absolutely, and it's, like, yes, I think
0: people. I've seen people get kind of like. I'm saying this genderless, uh, kind of a boner for male bosses that make them feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of like, oh, I wonder if maybe tomorrow I'll impress them. Oh, you made me feel terrible today and very uneasy. And women, they're just like, I cannot stand her. She's terrible. Yes. I I have yet to see someone, and that does not mean that it doesn't exist in the world, but I have not seen someone get really amped to please a female boss that makes them uncomfortable.
1: Oh n- no, and I can tell you that from experience, <laughs> no, no, they're not like I could learn from her, and yeah. especially you know, wow, we, I hope yeah. I, I hope I can really get over this wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, she's a tough cookie, right? Like, yeah. No, they just a cunt. Like, she's a bitch. <laughs> I, I fucking hate her. Oh my god, let me go tell everybody how difficult she is because she didn't like what I thought was a brilliant idea. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. Next uh, song in the playlist. Let's see. What was my next song? Hold on. Uh-huh. Oh, I want to say that my next song was uh, Nada Serves Popular. Yeah. And that is a great song. Let, let's hear it. Since it comes to time, you just got to ask yourself, steady or not? I mean, do you really want to be Johnny Steady? Don't think that I but to be honest
0: with This made me very curious about your high school? What? <laughs> <laughs> stella
1: <laughs> three important rules for breaking up don't put off breaking up when you know you want to prolonging the situation only makes it worse tell it honestly simply kindly but firmly don't make a big production don't make up a elaborate story this will help you avoid a big tear-jerking scene if you want to date other people, say so Be prepared for the boy to feel hurt and rejected Even if you've gone together for only a short time And haven't been too serious There's still a feeling of rejection When someone says she prefers a company of others To your exclusive company But if you're honest and direct And avoid making a flowery emotional speech When you break the news The boy will respect you for your frankness And honestly, he'll appreciate the kind of straightforward manner which you told him your decision unless he's a real jerk or a cry baby, R- 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 I love this song This is like first of all it makes me nostalgic for MTV when they used to play videos Yeah, and
0: it was uh, I actually uh, I used to love getting ready to go in the morning y- to, yes. to
1: MTV and VH1 yes. videos I loved it and actually this song it allowed when they would show the blocks like when my, um, MTV would have the 120 minutes they would do like Headbangers Ball everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you were specifically looking shows. yeah You would look. You would look into the. You would get into glimpses of bands that you probably wouldn't hear otherwise, and that's what happened with this song. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. I still love this song because for me, I was so. um, I wasn't popular in school, and uh, I was known because I was the drama nerd. I was the you know like the same thing. People knew me, but it wasn't a popular. (laughs) Not at all, right? (laughs) At all, but so people knew who I was, but I wasn't popular. And I always remember, and I actually, I had a very uh, bad, bad bully that made my life a living hell all through high school. And he was a theater nerd, too, but he was also a football player. So it was like this thing where. um, He had some sort of cheat code. Yes. You know, so it was weird because he made my life a living hell. And it was just this thing where um, you realized back then that the cliches that you grew up with were so true. Mm-hmm. those worlds do exist. So I love that song because it explains in such a mocking way how cliques work, how the how the, you know the social norms for these people work, yeah. how everything. It speaks the unspoken unspoken rules. Absolutely, you know, and, and and what I loved about it is that it reminds me of when I first started writing in if in rooms and i realize that uh high school repeats itself all over again mm-hmm. so you know but the thing is
0: oh, god the hierarchy in rooms i feel like is so it's almost yes. more visible than in high school or maybe i'm just like more we're attuned older, to we're older we're
1: wiser yeah, we're, yeah we're, like now we've been through some shit now yeah. we see the red flags like but it's weird because in high school you're you're still a kid you're trying to figure things out you know it's the whole idea that i've never understood how senior year you graduate and 3 months later you're on your own in college like figuring it out it makes no sense So as teenagers, we're trying to figure shit out. And I remember when someone doesn't have a great high school experience like I did, um, ending high school, leaving high school was the best thing that you had to look forward to. You wanted to. I didn't go to my graduation ceremony. I didn't go to any. uh, I didn't go to prom. I didn't go to my graduation. You stayed home from prom to watch Star Trek. Yes, I did. (laughs) Yes. You know, and I didn't go. I just it was done. The moment I had the credits and I knew I was going to graduate, bye. Mm-hmm. Fuck everyone. And I Did you I was, know?
0: And at that point, you were like, a, as you said, a drama Yeah, nerd. yeah. So you were like, I'm going to go be an actor someplace. Oh, yeah. I was Fuck already. Yeah.
1: Like, I had enough credits where, you know, I, had, I was already going to like a conservatory for theater, you know. I, like, I already knew what I wanted to do. And I was so excited because I loved theater so much. And I hated the people I was going to school with for like, you know, the assholes that I thought theater was like my best friend, mm-hmm. you know. And I've actually always told people uh, theater is like my first love. And when I mean that, it's like, uh, you know, when I dated guys, I would always tell them if if our relationship gets in the way of of my work, like it's always my work. And when you, you know? say
0: theater, do you specifically mean like stage? Work? Yes, stage. or okay, stage. So more, stage. More than.
1: Yes. Film. Yes. Have
0: you. Have you thought about writing a play? Yes. For uh, yeah. Have yeah you no. Done no that? Not for myself,
1: actually. You know, it's weird because uh, just I, well, being the I, one who
0: writes it. And- yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it,
1: it, that's the thing is that I don't need to be in everything I write. Yeah. But, I I feel the same way. You know.
0: And when I go back to New York, I I'm a big musical theater person. Me too. Um, well, yes. But I go to see plays when I go to New York Me because too. the musicals tour. Yeah. But there's just no. There's very little theater the in plays LA. are limited runs. I mean, yes. really. Yeah, they they, they, open they open go and away and they, they don't, don't tour as much. They yeah. don't replace the cast. Yes, Whereas exactly. in a musical, they're like, ah, oh, we'll find somebody else to play. I they Annie. Molly Ringwald <laughs> yeah. and you know,
1: put on Ray. the roof or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: You know. But yeah, so, it, you know. It's just so great being in the room with a bunch of people having the same experience. Yes! But yes. in different personal ways.
1: Absolutely. It's like, it doesn't, you don't have to justify how it speaks to you because it just does. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I really, I was so theater was, it was my love. It was everything. It was my escape from such a shitty time in my life, and it wasn't till I started writing in rooms, where I realized, um, uh, you know, when you're when it's your first show, mm-hmm. people think you're dumb. Now you did you
0: write in a room before your own room? Yes, I okay. did. all right.
1: I wrote for a. a I wrote for a show that was deemed one of the worst shows ever. You know? Congrats. And, yeah, thank you guys. Thanks, guys. It took a really long time to get here. You know, which, you know...
0: Everybody, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. like your first... Oh, that thing that never happened or did and then... Ooh. Yeah, like I would have rather developed with Dropbox, you know? So it was this thing where like, I don't know, do they do that? I mean, I didn't mean that in case they did. Like, I don't think they do. they not hold your files. Nowadays, you never know. They'll no, keep your files. but Nowadays, yeah. I'm like... Do they have a development I have a streaming hold- series on Seamless? <laughs> so it wasn't until I started writing that I realized, oh, the cliches are back. But the thing is, is that in a lot of times, a lot of situations, um, the guys that seemed like jocks now were the nerds back then mm-hmm. and now they have yes. power yeah. and now they, they do and their version. And they were watching version. that the
0: whole time and they were like, when do I get to be that? Yes.
1: So, it's, So it's like they have their own version of what they thought a jock was mm-hmm. and they act that. Yeah. you know and it's like no it, we were all pretty much the same but in, they're also know. smart and funny so they could be extra cutting yeah
0: them. absolutely yeah i in one room i got into there was like there was a clear hierarchy with like a dude at the top who would just like snark bully everybody yeah and i walked in and my the, my career has been built on snark bully like yeah. my first job was writing for fashion police for joan rivers uh-huh. and like from there it's all been like like, I don't like roasts. And right. I don't either. Down, I don't either. But I'm also very good at it. Sure, of course. So, uh, so like, in that situation, when he started coming for me, I snapped back at him right away. And he was like, oh, no. Yes. I was like, oh, yeah. So that's what's going to happen if you yeah. do that to me. Yeah. Are you going to do that to me? And he'd be like, no. Yeah. I like your shirt. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, great. So I'm, we'll have
1: a different relationship. I'm a very direct person, too. And I think that throws people off, too, because. Um, Again, people are used to not being confronted. Mm -hmm. And I'm the person that likes to go to the source, you know. And even now, you know, after the show got canceled, there were rumblings from that I heard from people that, you know, they were saying, oh, well, you know, this person was saying that you did that. And I'm like, oh, if it bothers them, fucking come and talk to me. Yeah. Why don't we do that? It's like because it's hard. You know, it's uncomfortable. I have... I used to have more of
0: that than I do now. Mm-hmm. One thing that I, I've picked up that I find valuable is that I don't need to let everyone know what I know about them. And I don't mean like yes. things that I've heard. I mean like when I have an interaction, when you have an interaction with someone, you learn something about yeah, them. Of course. And some of those things that you learn, I don't need to tell you what I just learned. Absolutely. But, I,
1: but I do know it and I did just learn it. There is one person in particular that um, comes off as a very uh, somewhat polite, their own version of polite and kind mm-hmm. But I see through that, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like and I will never say anything Mm -hmm. about it, but it makes me uh, react and treat them differently. Mm -hmm. And it's just good to know and sometimes it's just good to know you know and confident in your knowledge absolutely Um, let's oh
0: we gotta we gotta rock through this (laughs) playlist okay Um, so our next pick because we're talking too much Cristela we talk too much oh my god Um, women my next choice is You Should See Me in a Crown by Billie Eilish (laughs) it's a a new release by Billie Eilish uh, it takes a little while to get going But she I I, I met her at Bonnaroo We were on a little uh, Panel oh, together oh. And I was like Who's this little 15 16 year old girl And uh, Then I went and saw her play Because I was like Oh we made friends And I was like Oh shit She's real good <laughs> I like that like knife
1: yeah. sound. see me in a crowd i'm gonna run there's nothing i love this watch me make them bow yeah this is
0: the the oh. message of the song is sort of like oh you think i'm pretty oh you you like me <laughs> you should fucking see me roll this shit <laughs> 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 um and i love that yes. uh when i saw her play uh I was like, oh, my God, how does this child know these feelings? Right. Um, which I feel sometimes with kid actors also in that, you know, she, you know, she sings about breakups a lot. And, sure. of course, teens feel those feelings. But she has such a weariness. Yes. With it that I'm like, you shouldn't be this weary yet. <laughs> this should be fresh for you. How does this feel like a divorce you're talking about? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I like this, and I uh, I like that it kind of has that almost industrial vibe. Oh yeah, absolutely, once absolutely. It beep, once it
1: drops in there. Oh, so why does that connect to the well? the uh, office. Um, I also feel like, I. Sorry for asking why. No. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, God, I mean, she's fine. I guess it doesn't. <laughs> no. Um, I feel like there's such a balance also with femininity mm-hmm. when you're coming into this traditionally masculine space yes. or not even traditional but just like until you got hired masculine yes. space <laughs> um and sometimes people assume a delicacy from you or a um, or they're attracted to you right um and i and, and finding that power without sacrificing the femininity right. is something that i think about because I'm like I don't want to have to be hard sure because of you if of I'm hard because I choose to be sure yeah absolutely <laughs> but um and my softness my emotion my attractiveness yeah are not um weaknesses right those are not things
1: that make me less valuable Ooh. um in a room see I don't see I struggle with that I can't do that I actually I have been conditioned by experience mm-hmm. that I can never be soft anywhere yep and it's that thing where, I, and I, will I, t- I'll be honest with people. I mean, th- I think the fact that I'm aware of it is actually a big th- sign. But I am incapable of being soft because people see that as a weakness, and then they feel like it's a power move. And mm-hmm. I refuse to do it. And that's why I'm like, nope, you can't do that. It's it's not in my nature. Yeah, I, I, I default to I'll beat you at your game yeah, instead I, of. Being I'm the same like, way.
0: Yeah, instead of being like, no, no.
1: Yes. I get my own rules. I always say, uh, "Don't hate, motivate." <laughs> <laughs> but like, if there, if I have, if those
0: things are advantages, I think that women are very often taught that um, it's not fair for us to use the advantages that we have. Oh, absolutely. Whereas it is fair for men to use them. And yes, that's, uh, that does. That's no not fair. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. So if if um, looking a certain way being attuned to people differently emotionally, if those things set me apart, I shouldn't have to leave those at the door. Absolutely. I should be able to take them and have and use them to destroy people. I mean, do my job well.
1: <laughs> do my job well. That's, that's what it's about. Ah, hilarious. So that's why this one. Okay, let's see. Now, my next song is actually very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next choice is actually, um, it's... Um, it's from the original Super Mario Brothers video game from Nintendo. It's uh, King Koopa's castle. It's the music that we, you would play. There you go. There you go. Mario's coming in. He's jumping over fires. Yep, there he is. He's he's ju- he's ducking because those fireballs are coming. Like I love this. <laughs> so everybody like the reason I picked this is because when I was a kid, I was obsessed with video games, and my first system was the Atari 7800. Most of the games that I played were, like, puzzle games. So they were all about hitting bricks and, you know, everything. Super Mario was one of the first video games. Actually, there was a game that I played for Atari called Solaris that was about, um, you know, killing people and stuff. And that was the first thing. I couldn't finish the game because as a kid it used to freak me out. And then I got the Nintendo and I became obsessed with Super Mario. And that music... Even today it reminds me of the first time that I played Super Mario and had to go up against the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And it was this thing where you cannot advance in the game until you beat the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And that's the why I picked level. it. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's why I picked it because even now it's such it, it's such a perfect example for life yeah. Like for me, it's, where it's, it, you know, it's like you're going in, you're the good guy, you don't have the weapons on you, and you're picking the weapons up and you're gearing up, you know, along the way for at the end trying to beat the boss. Mm-hmm. And that's why I picked that one.
0: I have such a hard time with that. I feel like there's so many times where I've been like, or
1: I just play <laughs> a different game now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because the
0: confrontation part, that's tough for me.
1: Yeah. Then I don't want to cry. <laughs> Um, Well, you know, and also, let's say that you create something based on you. Let's say. Let's say, hypothetically. (laughs) You don't want people... Yes, let's say that, Stella. (laughs) I I don't want people to... um, Uh, I don't want people to tell me that my life isn't my life. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to tell me that uh, they don't understand or they don't believe me. Mm -hmm. And I uh, don't want anybody to water down my life and try to place it in this uh, convenient box that we've already seen before. Mm -hmm. The reason I would get a show is because maybe it's different than others.
0: Yeah. It's strange how the more specific something is, the more relatable it absolutely is. and
1: I think that it, it feels um,
0: like that doesn't make sense and so people kind of resist it yes. but the more the more like honestly yours something is it'll be easier for someone who's completely different to find their path to it absolutely and and, and relate to it and find empathy
1: that well that's and it's true for stand-up too that's why mm-hmm. I like being so specific in stand-up because then the people oh, what if Other people. uh, What if people come and see me and they're not Latino? But I talk about not having money, and I grow up talking about you know being in a Catholic household. There's specific ways to connect with people that doesn't that surpasses skin, that surpasses culture. You know, you just by finding that specificity. Yeah, it's um,
0: you know how it's the emotions. Absolutely. Even if they're caused by different, like I, I have never been in a war.
1: Yes. I have never been a
0: dude in a platoon of other dudes. Wait, what? I fucking love a war movie. <laughs> yes, like you know, and I, I feel like you can relate to. We're like, ah, oh, we're on the front lines together. <laughs> yeah, I'll give that message back to your girl. You know, yes. Like, I don't. But you, you, you relate to the emotions. Yeah. Um. And uh. And when you water it down, those aren't real emotions anymore. No. They, they're, they're like, like, a, like like a fourth copy, you know, when you like make photocopies totally. and it just gets degraded yes. and degraded yes. and degraded. Like no one wants that. No, that's, but that's what very often people who are scared and in positions of power, uh, and, you know, executives, whatever. Yes. Um, they're like, well, that way we're making five, we're not making any decision and making five decisions at once.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> instead of putting all our chips on this one. Exactly. It's like, please don't, don't tell a different story. Uh, just keep justifying your job. So, that show going away. Yes.
0: That's your life. Yes. So what do you do? <laughs> like, how does that? F- I have had a few friends who've created shows based on their lives and then had the show go away, and they're like, so what?
1: Well, how? actually, what's owning- helpful to me. <laughs> I think what was helpful to me that people didn't realize is that, uh, and again, it was partially marketing too. Like It's just such a package that you understand one misstep is just a domino effect. And you don't have a say in marketing. Yeah. But um, my show was actually based on a time in the past that actually it was a really dark, it was a dark time in my life where I was living with my sister, I was helping her take care of her kids, and I was taking care of our mom, and our mom passed away. And I was trying to show how sometimes uh, a single woman doesn't have time to date Mm
0: -hmm. and they don't,
1: you know, they have responsibilities, which I thought was different, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, luckily when the show ended, uh, it was based on such a time ago that I hadn't, I intentionally didn't focus on now. Mm -hmm. So I felt there's something different. I've evolved since that point in my life and I can actually recreate another show. I can tell my life now, that's a different story because we all go through phases. So you just took a little pie piece of Absolutely. Life. you Absolutely. There's more pie there. Trivial Pursuit,
0: <laughs> Christella Edition. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to play that. Um, cool. So, my next song um, is Ain't Nobody by Shaka Khan. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs>
1: oh, yes.
0: <laughs> now, this is for a very specific aspect, Uh, kind of along the same lines as that last thing, that preserving the femininity. I don't know if you have had this experience, but I have many times had to have this experience where I shut my office door and remind myself, I am a woman, Yes. (laughs) and just dance and jam out and be like, I am not some male corporate drone, (laughs) I am a funky lady, (laughs) and I got hips,
1: and they will move to a beat. I feel like this is a, an 80s movie where you and I are like cops. <laughs> I would do that. Yeah, I would totally do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Something upsetting happens and we're like,
0: we gotta dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, like trying to preserve that, yes, woman Yes, aspect that I feel like is a strength, yes, um but something that I'm encouraged to leave at the door and so things like this, uh songs like this, literally like i would I would do this, yeah, um in my office, were ways of me being like, this is what makes me v- extra valuable, and this is what makes me extra good at my job in a way that someone else wouldn't be good at this job, yes, um that I can emotionally connect with my staff in a way that uh, I have been easily socialized <laughs> um, that I that I can like that that I have a certain kind of lightness and fun about yeah. aspects that m- might threaten or tutelate a man.
1: You know, you actually brought it up before we started this podcast about like uh, how I watch Star Trek Next Generation as uh, a, a reminder of a pure time when I didn't realize all the bullshit that I was going to endure and in a way, it, it's you called it comfort food, mm-hmm. you know? And that song, like this song is your comfort food to yes. remind you. I am a human being. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. you need those. You need, those you, need, you need that indulgence to not lose yeah. your fucking mind. And to
0: not get ground down.
1: Absolutely.
0: You, you motherfuckers Absolutely. are not going to grind <laughs> me down in this office. I'm going to have some
1: lightness of spirit. <laughs> Thank you, Shaka Khan. <laughs> Shaka Khan. I love that one. My next choice is actually uh, the most literal of the picks. <laughs> like honestly, like this is the most literal. If you just listen to the song, like, I mean, pretty literal. It's uh, "Till Tuesday's Voices Carry," and I love this song. Ah, oh.
0: oh. Till Tuesday is a fave of the podcast. <laughs> We've had a number of Till Tuesdays.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh. mind of a writer i <laughs> Oh god must something him away Eighties Amy ma'am Now, this um, song, is it's yeah. the most literal because if you listen to it, it actually, to me, symbolizes a lot of the struggles that I've had in this business where, you know, when she says, like, she's falling in love, I actually take it to mean uh, I've had a good moment and I'm actually feeling good about myself. Mm-hmm. And it's this thing where I get... And feeling rem- in the right place at the yes, right time. I, I get reminded of why I wanted to do this in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know? And it, there's such rare glimpses sometimes that you have to you have to embrace them and you have to take that moment you have to have that chaka con moment of celebration too (laughs) you know so for me i've always felt that when i felt good someone would tell me to shut up
0: Hmm. and it
1: was this thing where like i was never really allowed to enjoy the moment and uh if i enjoyed it uh i was never given credit for it tell you to shut up as far as like you don't deserve this, or don't
0: make a big deal out of it. Don't or... make a big
1: deal about it, or you know, when when I like, it's really like a don't make a big deal, or it's not that special, or mm-hmm. you didn't do it, we did it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's that thing, it's calm down, yeah, you mm-hmm. know. So for me, it's that like hush hush, you know, like like voices carry, and basically the whole idea is in this song. It's it's actually a perfect example for any kind of relationship, not even just. You know, romantic. But when you're in a room with people in such a tight space, you end up having a relationship with these people. Not you know, you just, see them more than anyone else in your life.
0: Absolutely, that's um, true of I would say most jobs. The people you work with, absolutely. you see more than almost anybody. Maybe your maybe your family, depending on how long your office hours are. But a lot of the time,
1: you're spending at home, you're asleep. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. look at the one of the verses is uh, he wants me, but only part of the time. He wants me if he can keep me in line. Ugh. And I mean, right there, that's pretty much like, look, uh, we want you to take the picture so that we show diversity in our room. <sighs> <sighs> but when it's time to pitch, we don't want you. You yep. need to you need to stay quiet you know what i mean i told told you uh, yes uh, the show that i was working on
0: building a staff a writing staff for a rap show i was told that i was being racist because i was focusing too much on race because i was saying (laughs) we need to make sure that we seek out writers of color right specifically black writers for this because it's a rap show absolutely an art form created by black people absolutely still owned by that community (laughs) they will have an access to it that we cannot and also it's just the right thing to do absolutely. and they were like oh wow eliza that's racist they're yeah, yeah. really just focused on race yes. right? not just who's best at the job yeah. and i'm like no i think they go hand in hand <laughs> yeah, in this case <laughs> and it's we can see, i'm not saying everybody automatically gets a, a job but let's seek those people out absolutely and see where we can find them not to not for a photograph yeah. but because they have
1: voices and in, in access that we don't. Absolutely. Why? Why wouldn't we want that? Why yeah. would we want different voices in the room? And th- for me, like that, when I heard that, I was picking the the playlist, and I heard that, and that sentence, like that lyric, the verse, it just mm-hmm. it fucked with me because it was so like, how many times have we not? take we just were used as these props to show how cool everybody is or whatever but oh, yeah. in reality no yeah. it's not it's not the case i mean i've had that as, as just a female writer exactly and that's what i mean by yeah. diversity it's even just showing we got one mm-hmm. look yeah. at that we See, told you we got cool, one we did yeah, it. exactly i
0: mean it makes us
1: uncomfortable when she talks but yeah.
0: but she gets to be here But pictures don't talk yeah <laughs> exactly uh, yeah
1: um Shake it out, shake it out. Calm down, calm down. All
0: right, well let's bring it up, beat a little bit with my next pick, "Work Bitch" by Britney Spears. Because I am a work bitch. No, no, no. I mean because you. Um. So yeah, when I'm like, sometimes you gotta stay in the grind. I don't like to be. ground, but sometimes you you're in the grind, and you're like, well, I can't tap out. Yeah. And this is you the song that I'm like, fucking stay in the grind. Day? Get through these 13 you weeks. Go <laughs> God, yeah. I got to work, the bitch. It's so I can get that jacket. It's so I can feed my cat. I got to work, bitch. you am wanna wanna at the place. worst. at the worst where you're just like, oh, God. I mean, it's shocking. It has been shocking to me in certain jobs how much it can affect how you just feel about yourself as a human being, absolutely. how your work is received, especially when you're someone like us, I, who that, that, I think we have both made choices, committing to work as a large part of our personal definition. Can I say absolutely. that? true? Uh, yes, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Um, so having that work diminished or mm-hmm. overlooked feels like me being diminished or overlooked. Ding 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 ding
1: ding. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. yes. Um, and so it's uh, it, it's it's so hard to leave it at the door of the job and not have it color everything. And Absolutely. I remember I was kind of in the depths of that, like really bringing me down. I met some friends for dinner, and uh, they were like, "Hey, what's up?" And I was like, blah, blah, blah. "Like I was like a zombie at this point in this job." And my friend was like hey, you got to not let this do this to you. And I was like, yeah, I don't know how to Ooh, do that right now. Yeah. I'm just trying to survive. Yes. Really just yes. like I got four more weeks and then I'm going to be a cool person again. Absolutely. And she was like, well, I had a job like that and I would just look around my, and, and, and I. so I get it that sometimes you do have to go yeah. back to or keep working a job that makes you feel that way yeah. to try to get to the next one to try to move your overall career absolutely to where you need it to be
1: and we you know in every bad situation or every negative situation not necessarily bad because there's also good moments oh yeah you know but it's like but in those this is moments, a, these motherfuckers play yeah that, that's, that's why, a, why I'm like what yeah, a
0: these that's a different episode you can come back and do that one that that how much I love working in these creative environments playlists. <laughs> okay, hold on. I forgot what I was going to say. What did oh, you say? Oh, I'm saying? sorry. Not everything is negative. <laughs> Not no, everything no, is, um, no. I was saying that, uh, like, tr- just trying to, like, push
1: through a bad time. Oh, the, you know, but see, like, so with every job, uh, you learn. Yeah. And that's the thing, is that you learn good lessons and bad lessons. Mm-hmm. With every job, you learn what not to be in the future and what you should be in the future yeah. because with negative actions you see I don't want to be that person yes as i said to you before um i
0: work jobs the way that people go to weddings um, where I'll be like, okay, I'm never going to do that. Yes. Yeah. That I yeah. would do, but with like a different hemline. Yeah. And oh my God, <laughs> cupcakes. No, that's so over. I would <laughs> definitely not have that kind of, uh, totally. writing system. Um, and just file things away and be like, what I'm going to steal yeah. and what I'm going to change. But, um, that friend at that, that dinner was like, look, I've been in that situation And what I do is I look around my house, I look around my apartment, and I'm like, that dishwasher, that was this. These this rug, that was this. I got this, I got that, I got that from this thing, and that's why I'm in it. Yeah. I'm in it to build a life that I want to build. Yeah. And that's so that's about me and the choices that I'm making. It's not about them and the choices that they're making. It's about taking care of yourself. Yes. I mean, that's all it is. It's about taking care of yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I feel like there's a lot of um there's a lot of pressure right now in the entertainment industry, especially the people. I've, people are like, well, how could you even take that job? Why would you even work there? How about like a lot of political stuff? Sure. Um, and I have not, I don't think, been in that position. But I do always when I see that question being asked, I feel like, well, you know about rent, right?
1: <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs>
0: you know about like having families. Yes. And health insurance, you know, about all that yeah. stuff like there is a reality of needing absolutely. to pay your bills. absolutely. It's not just like the entertainment industry is a bunch of rich people that are like, ah, oh, what folly shall I do this week? <laughs> what fun job that I have just for the fun of it should I be doing?
1: Should I develop a show this week? Yeah. I'm not in the mood. Mm, <laughs> like, no, you know, just back it to is. the palm. <laughs> like, it's not the way it goes. It's so true. It's so weird how people, they think that because you do something, uh, you're saying fuck this, I'm in it for the money. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, no, this one specific thing, I'm literally doing it for the money. <laughs> like, I'm literally yeah. doing for it for the money. It's a little both. <laughs> but feel free to ask why, yeah. and I will tell you which. <laughs> when I'm on a roll, like, I fucking have morals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if I have savings, boy, do I have I Opinions. standards. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, you want All right to
1: my, la- my last uh, pick for today is mm-hmm. actually uh, Kid Cudi's Pursuit of Happiness. Mm. Now, I love this song, it's like slow mo. I love this album. I, I was a big fan of Kid Cudi when he first came out, and I was obsessed. And what I like about this one is literally he talks about the pursuit of happiness in this song, and I love it because. I've always had this problem where people don't believe when I say what I think is my happiness. So for me, oh, yes. you know, in this world, my happiness has always been to be able to do what I really want, to not be questioned and have to validate my existence all the time. I want to be able to uh, pay my bills. And uh, I'm the youngest one of my family, but I'm, uh, when my mom passed away, I became the matriarch of the family. Hmm. So my job is actually to make sure that my family's always taken care of. You know, so for me, the pursuit of happiness isn't uh, a fancy car or the big house or going to parties. My pursuit of happiness, I realized, you know, because everybody, when you're a kid, I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to win a Tony Award, I wanted to win an Oscar. You know, like you know, it's like all these <laughs> not things. the whole egot, just a Tony yeah. and an Oscar. No, the okay. other, one, let's, I have to share just an art. <laughs> just the art <laughs> You ought to be kidding, you know. But you know, I wanted. As a as a kid, Actually you want that. Actually,
0: ended up in um, where they're running for uh, an egg, or oh. an Emmy or a Grammy.
1: Ooh, really? <laughs> so it's like really cool. It's that thing where, as a kid, I wanted that because I thought, as a kid, I was so naive. I didn't really realize the politics that were attached to award yeah. shows, and that was heartbreaking. Yeah. I will tell you that was one of the first things that really broke my heart in Los Angeles when I saw the uh, the the billboards that said, you know. the really campaigning for shows. Oh, and those are the tip of the iceberg. Exactly. You know That was like, the, you know, I was so naive back then. I was so much younger, you know, full of hope, you know. Like, yeah, and whatever
0: project um, the studio is willing to put a lot of money yes. behind promoting specifically yes. for these campaigns for Absolutely. different awards. It's not just... That everyone noticed that this is great.
1: Absolutely. You know, so for me, I was very uh, idealistic when it came to that. And even, you know, when I had my show, and I've been very vocal about it, And the network didn't promote my show. Mm-hmm. And I thought that everybody got promoted, you know? I worked
0: on a show that was, uh, um, it was totally biased on yeah. FX, that was uh, about very left-leaning. A highly very, very underrated.
1: Diverse. Highly underrated.
0: Well, so the first season, it was on FX, and it was... Um, weekly and then they moved it to nightly and moved it to FXX which most people didn't even know that they had and so moving it to this network that people couldn't even find so most people didn't think that the show was still on they would have had to do a lot of promo to teach people where to find it and the network did not do any of that at all yeah and I also was like, "Huh. Well, that's weird. I guess they thought that we were just good enough." And I was like, "Well, why would some? Why would a studio put or a
1: network put money into something and then not?" Abs. That was my riddle. That, I couldn't understand that. And there's this thing about like the lyric in Kid Cudi's song is, um, "I'm in the pursuit of happiness." Uh, and it, what is it? Hold on. It's like everything that shines ain't always gonna be gold. Mm-hmm. And that for me said so much because that line, I realized I wasn't in it for the money. Like, I was in it to get by, but I was really in it for the work. Yeah, to make I, the stuff yeah. that you want to make. I'm very awkward on on red carpets when I have to walk them. What? <laughs> Having been on a
0: red carpet with you, I... I, that's just
1: not at all shocking in the least. Dear. I mean, you know, I can yeah. vouch for that. Yes, you know, and and I because I don't like it's odd. The irony is, is that I love to do the work, but I don't like the attention. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, I just always wanted to do good work, my version of good work.
0: Yeah, I think that I like the attention, and then I see photos of myself, and I'm like, oh, that face is <laughs> hating. What's happening right yeah. now? Well, I mean, look, look at that face. She does not the like example. that. I'm
1: on Instagram, and there's a conversation between two men on my uh, on. A post I did, where this man is saying that, uh he hates how plastic I look because, you know, <laughs> and, and then, you know, the filters. Why do you have to use filters? Which I do use filters, but not on all my pictures. A lot of my pictures are very like how I look now. Yeah. N- hair not done, no what? makeup, anything like I don't care.
0: Yeah, I get it. And I feel like sometimes when when I post non-filtered photos, I want to be like, this photo isn't even filtered. You can't do that. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, yes. why does any of it matter then? It's yes. all whatever. And, but
1: then you you go to and I went to the, the guy's account that called that was calling me out on that whatever. And he has filters, yeah. you know. And it's just like, well, what? that's part of that thing that I was talking about.
0: About I think a, like a lot of men feel that women like there's like a secret power with our attractiveness, yes. or our femininity, and they're like, that's not fair. It's yes. not fair for you to use that. Yes, like, what? Yeah. So it's fair for you to use the advantages that you have. Absolutely, and, when, and I'm not using
1: something. I'm just existing in this body in space. Yeah. That's just me. I think, and also I think that, you know, my show was canceled four years ago. And it's been a weird four years for me because um, people kept asking me, well, what's your next thing? And I always tried to tell them, I don't know. And everybody wanted me to develop right after my show got canceled. And they couldn't understand that I didn't want to because I didn't have a story. hmm I wanted to wait till I had something to say because, again, I wasn't in it for the money. I just wanted to do good quality work that I could be proud of. And that was such a foreign concept to people that I would just say... They're like, aren't you scared? Aren't you grabbing? Grab, scared, grab. Right. And I just didn't. I just didn't want to because that was not my version of happiness. My version of happiness is not being on a TV just to get the check and just to get the exposure. Like, fuck that. I want to... I really just want to do good work, and for me, especially as a woman of color, I am really interested in always showing uh, narratives of people of color, but narratives that I can personally speak about. I don't want to assume things. I don't want to, you know, and that's why I picked this song. This song is about understanding that your version of happiness, the pursuit of happiness, what you want might not be what other people want, and that's fucking okay because that's what you want. Yeah, You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, we. Um, I said that the other day to you the, uh, that the type of fame that I want is the type that makes um, two college students uh, hook up. Yes, two college students are like, oh my god, you like her? I like her yeah. too. Ugh. Do you want a kiss? <laughs> like, yes, not like not something that gets me. Super you want far. to be?
1: Uh, you want to be your own Ben folds? Yes, <laughs> <you know>? exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly.
0: But yeah, and it's like you were saying about. Uh, or we were saying about the specific emotions, like having a specific point of view, having something that you yes. want to say or something you want to do, it makes a better product. Yeah. Um, so it's not just about pay pay attention to me. It's about I'm trying to communicate with you.
1: Yes. Um, and here's what I want to say and how will it affect you? And like you and I are the perfect example of that, actually, this past weekend, just hanging out. We were so specific about what we liked and mm-hmm. we understood each other and we really, you know, it felt very comforting to meet somebody that, that got it where I didn't have to explain or draw a picture and we were specific about how we felt well and what you were
0: saying about not you wanted to be able to make the things that you make without having to justify it reminds me a lot of uh, what you were saying pretty often about being a a sci-fi fan and a horror fan yes like not wanting to have to justify that which is also a weird thing that we as women absolutely spent all this time being a fan of something and then get to the point where that thing is strange to people or yes. um, or it's popular enough now and, and people they're like, well you can't possibly really know about this. Prove yeah.
1: it. Prove that you really know about these things. Yeah, like, here's my what? high school photos where I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> is that proof? Here's my current
0: ticket stub where no one will go to this movie with me. <laughs> because it's weird and there's a lot of dead
1: bodies in it. Well, you know, and, and, like you mentioned Julie Brown,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love started Julie singing Brown. like yes, the songs, I was like, you what, know, is, she,
1: how did, <laughs> yeah. is she kidding? I love Julie no one Brown. Julie Brown. You know? <laughs> and it's like, and, and I love when you said not downtown Julie Brown, because yeah. that was the one. Like, not wubba wubba, but like, yeah. J. you know, yeah, so, yeah. but being specific made me uh, it, it made me want to talk to you more. And that's actually a perfect example of like, look, not even a week later uh, we're doing a podcast together talking about like the playlist and the songs and everything because we were specific from the get go Mm -hmm. and that's a perfect example of what happens you can be successful if you really hone in and speak about everything with detail and with heart
0: Mm -hmm. and personality ah yes let's not forget
1: and uh, to
0: round out the playlist gotta end with Bodak Yellow (laughs) hi Cardi B these motherfuckers <laughs> They think they can fuck with they me? Think, they, they think they can, think, can think. fuck with me? Oh,
1: They think they can fuck with office? you In this office? Yes, yeah, they think Oh hell yeah they do These you motherfuckers They were talking about how they, they could fuck with you They, they, they were talking about how they, they could fuck with they you think They think they can fuck with you, you? Oh, Yeah, yeah but that's what, what I heard That's what I heard Not oh today Not today Not here I want am quick Cut a so don't get comfortable Look this um, now I make money more I, I
0: like I think everyone I am a huge Cardi B fan yes and I'm like looking like trying to pick which song because I, I you know it's a song we've all heard so much sure at this of course point. of course but I'm like what it is the right song for this I yeah, absolutely um but I also love that like I forgot exactly what it was but she was tweeting about how like uh like you gotta it reminded me of what you were just saying that like uh, you, you can't trust quiet quiet girls mm-hmm got to trust loud girls. You know where you stand with them? Yes. They're being straight with you. These yes. quiet bitches, they're thinking secret stuff. What is that shit? What is that? Hands up emoji. I'm doing that right now. Hands yeah. up emoji. Yes. Yeah, which I like. I feel like I can't help but be that. Like I've tried to be like but that's who you are. I'm fucking I'm I'm loud. I'm fucking and, loud.
1: And so you're gonna, I'm going to get to it right away or you're going to be like, you're a little much and walk away. And I totally accept that too. Yep. It's like, but you know, fucking get, get me for what I am. That's it. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Something that I heard years ago way before I
0: had worked and then started working and saw in practice and I think that people take it different ways is that when your name is on a show, Mm -hmm. it's a completely different situation Mm -hmm. than just you being on a show, you running a show, you being the star of a show. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just a job that you're doing, it's your actual identity. Absolutely. It's not people saying like, oh, well, when Eliza plays Amy, she's like that. No, it's you, you. So you have to look at things differently and scrutinize things and be harder on things. And everyone who has had a show like that walks away with not a great reputation. I will say even a lot of dudes. Oh, sure. Walk of course. Away with like, because, yeah. because they're rough. Yeah. But how else would you, you, you have to be. Absolutely. And it's not that important to anyone else on the show. Absolutely. Um, and uh, and I've, I've heard people say that as like a, that's why it's awful. And I'm like, I feel like that's why it's understandable. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And the people that I know who as writers have navigated that situation well are people who are like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Obviously, that's what that we knew. Yeah, we wrote what we wrote,
1: and then they walked away and made it theirs because it's their name. Yeah, no, we I didn't have that. And actually, there was a, a Latina writer on my show that was uh, let go halfway through the show, and she was the only other Latina writer other than me. Um, that's wild. Yeah, you know, that's and wild. I didn't want her fired because if she had been you know, fired, there wouldn't be another voice that even it's a it's a show about my life you would think that i would need you somewhat there all the time exactly i
0: I got we had such a tiny tiny room on uh on the last show i was working on and i would you know beg for each person that ended up there and having women in there was so important because i'm like i'm not in that room all day and i do need someone else to be like uh fellas that's not how that works absolutely or how we feel and did you guys are saying horrible things Absolutely. that you wouldn't say on this other side. Sure. Like, and, uh, so to me, like the, the, one of my priorities was like, m- not just women, but loud women.
1: Yes. And actually, you know, I'll say there were four women, uh, on the writing staff, me included, The We had a small ish room and, uh, I actually thought they were all lovely, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, you know, and, um. The weird thing is, is that after my show got canceled, I actually had lunch with the Latino writer that was let go. And that's when we realized how much fucked up shit had happened, just like, you know, just in general. And now we're best friends. And it's this idea where, like, for me, my whole goal has always been... I don't want to compete with people. I want to give them opportunities. Yes. You know, so for me I wanna I wanna be an empresario. Yes. <laughs> I want, yeah. Like, I, I want people I want little
0: strings of positivity and thank you. Yes. And we are so glad that you were involved in yes. this coming back to me. Absolutely not I stopped that from happening, I stopped that Absolutely. from happening, I stopped
1: that from happening. Absolutely. Yes. You know and, and that's for me, I always thought we need to find people that want to work and want to be there and if they want to develop, they need to develop. If they don't have to be in the room to write a script, don't be in the room. I want everybody to be happy. I told you, I think over the weekend, the the girl, uh, my friend uh, Danielle, who does my who did my makeup on the show, she had a six-month-old baby, and we had an, a daycare center created just for her. It was a, an office that we let her bring, like a, a, a nanny and the baby, and throughout the day, when she had a break, she would go. And I understood that because I helped my sister raise her kids. That's what I mean you about know? Like
0: having work environments with women at the top having different priorities.
1: Yeah, and it was so, you know, and it's weird because for me, I was, it was a no-brainer. And she was just so, you know, she she couldn't understand that, you know, I couldn't understand that it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, for yeah. me, it's like, well, obviously, wh- why not? You know, it's like, yeah. you got to treat them well to get good work.
0: Exactly, exactly. That is, that's like, that was like my whole philosophy as a head writer was I am trying to foster ideas from Mm -hmm. these people and if you kill ideas it makes hard it makes it harder to grow more tomorrow absolutely so you have to value them all you have to thank them for them all even if you're like that was a crazy one sure that we're never gonna use thank you for thinking of it it's real out there absolutely what a fun person you are now Absolutely. tomorrow you're gonna think of, but when people are like what how dare i mean i've had so many different people i've worked with who was like how dare you even think of that for me
1: like well what I, that's sure y- y- you got you it's tomorrow's work that you're yeah. considering i mean here's a reminder we're not fucking starfish if you cut off a limb we don't grow it back no you know what i mean yeah. like, I, like so
0: many people i've worked for who were like oh well your thanks is your paycheck
1: That's not how creativity works. That's not it at all. Isn't that corporate America where they say that people would rather just get acknowledged for their hard work? They don't even necessarily want a promotion or a pay raise as long as you value them. Yeah, they, you know, that's all they want.
0: And as far as the like, like I I keep saying this, like, oh, female-run work environments different. We've worked in women for ages. Have worked in uh, male. Work environments yeah. predominantly male or uh, sure. male run work environments, and we've figured it out. Yeah, there can there can be just as much on the other on the other side. Yeah, um, and it's like there there should be a whole spectrum of all different types of people running absolutely. all different types of places so you learn from all of them and you see how all of them are different yes. and wh- whose priorities are what and sometimes it isn't gender and sometimes it isn't race and sometimes you know what's going to affect all absolutely. of that stuff but that's why diversity is important I think on all levels absolutely because of, so often it's just the visible diversity that yes. people especially fans care about because that's what they could see of course absolutely but All of it needs
1: to be shaken up. Yes. And, you know, and I will go on record, even though the playlist was like these motherfuckers. (laughs) I also want to take a minute to say. motherfuckers is genderless. (laughs) Well, in my situation, there were there were a couple that a couple male writers that were fantastic. And and actually, that's what made it even worse, because then you see the disparity. You see the difference and you realize it could be this oh yeah, I've had wonderful
0: men that I've worked with and I've had women who were real motherfuckers. Absolutely, (laughs) because it's genderless. It's genderless.
1: (laughs) Yes. So... That's a great playlist. That's an awesome playlist. This was so much fun. No, this is a fucking playlist of all time. People are going to make podcasts about this fucking playlist. That's how fucking... We just it. did. We just did. Well, we were the pioneers. There's other people. They, they're going to try to do their own version because these motherfuckers think they can fucking... They, they <laughs> don't fucking... Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, awesome. Where can...
0: What do you want people to know about finding you,
1: <laughs> Cristela? I'm actually... I'm currently writing a book and my goal is to... I think we're I'm going to tape another hour special next year. So... Um, Uh, If you want to follow along and keep progress on that so you know the dates, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at cristella 9 That's C R I S T L A and the number nine. Cool.
0: Thank you so much. Sweet.
1: Thanks. Thank you
0: for listening to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner. You can follow me on Twitter at @eliza_skinner. Eliza Skinner. You can follow the podcast at @coolplaylistpod. Cool Playlist Pod. You can also find our website at coolplaylistpod.com, and you can find links to all the playlists we make and anything we talk about and our Patreon. We don't have advertisers, so we rely on Patreon co-producers like you. The theme music is by Ross Bryant. The art and logo is by D-Billy at Duchess and the Queen Studio. And the podcast is produced by cool DJ Aristotle Acevedo. Oh, And you can always rate and review us on iTunes. Everybody loves that. Bye.